0: Thimo Satana on S.A.S.M.
1: So just in the last couple of weeks, we've been getting uh, a few of your calls, especially your voice note messages, asking us different questions about debt counselling. Of course, when you look at the numbers and the research, it's not surprising uh, because some of the latest research, at least for quarter one, uh, tell us that one in two South Africans is uh, currently over indebted. And we have a lot more people, which is good, a lot more people reaching out. To actually find out what the process of debt counseling is and you know what what does it entail when you actually are going under a debt counseling process now uh, we we have the conversation with brian hirsch and he gives us advice in terms of what it is that you can do to prevent the situation from uh, at least getting to the point where you need debt counseling and and Brian has given that that advice on the show even earlier on this week we were talking about the ways in which we can take power back as consumers yes we may be having a bit of trouble paying some of our debts but we shouldn't leave it open ended we have to communicate with our creditors write letters let them know about where we are at and make it a bit easier for them to get in touch with us and and set up some kind of arrangements but When you have tried everything and have failed, of course, debt counselling then also becomes an option. In fact, uh, this was the call uh, from Gadi that also sparked this conversation.
2: Katie, I wanted to talk about uh, the debt counsellors. Yes. Uh, You know, Katie, those people don't disclose everything. You know, I'm in trouble now because of debt Mm. counsellors. Last year in, in May, they contacted me and they phoned me. They told me about how they talked to my, to the creditors to cut the instalment to pay, to, uh, to pay all the small amount, but they don't tell you the truth, because uh, when they told me, they said to me, no, because my I, I was paying for my car, mm-hmm. so now it was supposed to be paid up this this year in May, right? So he didn't tell me that when you get under debt counselling. Your contract is being extended for another 12 months with the bank. The agreement that we got with the bank, I was supposed to pay for six years. Mm -hmm. Now they added another 12 months, and he did not disclose that to me. Just to know, we talking to creditors, then you cut the installment in in half. Mm -hmm. I said okay, then fine. Now in May when I paid up, then I I contacted them and said, now my account is paid up. Said no, give us the paid up paper. I said where must I get it? They must get it from the bank. Then I went to FNB. they called, gave me a photo talk to West Bank. West Bank said, no according to us, your debt counselor have extended your contract for another twelve months. I said, No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They said, No, talk to them. And somebody advised me and said, you know what? Contact Nat uh NCR National Critical. Then I contacted them and they said to me, Did those people give you a contract that they have with the bank? Because they, before before you agree with them, they must give you a contract that they have with the bank. This is a contract agreement that you have with the bank. Are you happy with it or are you not happy with it? I said, No, I don't know that I didn't know that I must have a contract. Then I contacted them. It's only now on the 20th of, of, of May that they sent me the contract. In the contract, yes, they have extended mm-hmm. the contract until next year in July, the 1st of July, but he did not explain that to me. And sure, the second yeah. thing, he... The second thing he said to me, no, they're not benefiting the What is it for you guys? So no, no, we're not getting benefiting anything. In their contract, the statement they're giving me. There's a there's a fee that they are getting there. Councillor fee in that statement. Mm-hmm. But he said me no, we're not getting anything. And he did not disclose to me that they are extending the contract if he actually disclosed, uh, disclosed that to me, maybe I would have opted. For a settlement with the bank or maybe
1: resell the car yeah you Ladi, Ladi, yes. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your experience unfortunately th- there's not much I can add because uh, I don't really know how the process or at least the full technicalities of yes. of debt counseling go so uh, I'm not sure that there's, there's mo- any more I can offer you but um, you're right in the fact that you should have been consulted especially where there was an, an extension of, of a contract that certainly doesn't sound right to me what are you it, going to be doing about it.
2: No, I, I, I uh, the, the NCR uh, sent me a they sent me a complaint form, then I filled up the complaint form and sent mm. it and sent it back to them. But now when I talked to him the council said no, there's no uh, the, the lady said to me, No, 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 we are very sorry, we apologize. It's a maybe it's a mistake from the person who contacted who spoke to he must have yeah. disclosed it. I said now what must I do? Mm. And I said mm. so I thought maybe there must be someone maybe somebody to or maybe somebody will come up and maybe try and explain something on the radio or something. But just to say something because it was the first time that I get to that i didn't know mm. that i thought maybe in may my car will be paid up
1: all right so let's speak then and welcome to the show timmy funder who is a legal advisor in the debt counseling department at the national credit regulator timmy good morning and thanks for your time
0: good morning cassie good to be with you today
1: let's talk about the basics of 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 of, of debt counseling um and perhaps let's start with what is debt counseling
0: Um, Thank you. Debt counselling is a legislative process whereby um, an accredited debt counsellor which is registered with the national credit regulator and who um, finalised a debt counselling course with an exam um, that is also regulated by us um, and have certain minimum qualifications uh, speak to a consumer or engage with a consumer as to his debt. Now the process um, is quite simple. the debt counsellor will, uh, you will sign a contract with the debt counsellor, of form 16, whereby the terms and conditions, uh, the fees and so on are set out. Um, the debt counsellor will then collect um, documents regarding your income, your expenses and everything else surrounding your financial position and will then do an affordability assessment in terms of the Act, whereby uh, you look if the consumer, after paying um, living expenses and necessary expenses, as well as taxes and so on, can afford to repay the credit agreements that they have on the current terms. Now, um, if if they can, it means that the consumer is not over indebted. If a consumer then uh, do not um, have enough money at the end of the month to pay for living expenses and mm-hmm. necessary expenses um, uh, to pay the credit agreements, the consumer is then seen as over-indebted. So that is the initial process um, that underlies uh, debt counselling and the um, finding of over-indebtedness.
1: Yes, go go ahead.
0: Okay, from there, um, if a consumer is then seen as over-indebted, the debt counsellor will then engage with the credit providers um, with a view of doing two things. One, to extend the term of the payments, um, as was indicated um, by the, the the caller that you were speaking to, and and the purpose of that is, um, you pay less if you have a thousand rand that needs to be paid over a, a uh, thousand two hundred rand that needs to be paid over twelve months. That means it's a hundred rand a month, but if you cannot afford that, the 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 first way of of making it affordable is extending that term, and then making the twelve hundred rand repayable over eighteen months, for an example. Um, and that would reduce the, the amount that needs to be paid every month. Now, that is coupled with an interest reduction. Um, the the whole purpose of, of, of debt counselling from a credit provider's point of view is at least recovery of the capital amount that was loaned and maybe a small part interest. So the debt counsellor must ensure that the, the interest discussion takes place with the credit provider whereby um, the extension of the term and the reduction of the interest rate is discussed. Um, Because the interest is such a big component of especially um, unsecured debt, Uh, if it's stayed at the same level but the term is extended, there is absolutely no benefit to the the consumer at all under debt counselling. And therefore, it is important for consumers to have these two discussions with their debt counsellors as to is the term extended and by how much, Mm -hmm. and two, have I received an interest reduction from the credit provider and, and to what point? You know, um, a lot of agreements, and, and there's a system which we can get into it on another date, reduce these interest rates for unsecured credit in some instances to 0% mm. uh, to assistance consumers. So those are the two important parts or components of the counseling as a whole.
1: After this break, I want us to talk about the debt counsellors and perhaps how uh, they, of course, make their money when they are assisting different clients and, and what it is that people need to know about some of those fees. It's uh, 19 after 11 o'clock.
0: The Talking Point with Kathy Sasana weekdays 9 a.m. till midday.
1: We continue our conversation with Timmy van der Krijp, he's a legal advisor in the Debt Counseling Department at the National Credit Regulator. So Timmy, let's talk about um, the, the debt counselors themselves. What is the kind of accreditation that they need to have in order to be offering this service to clients and how is their role regulated?
0: Um, sure, Cathy. Uh, that is all contained in the National Credit Act, whereby a debt counsellor needs a, a minimum of a matric um, and needs to have two years of practical experience within various backgrounds, financial or, or so on. Um, and then they need to do the debt counselling course, um, which is regulated by um, the debt counselling department. Um, it's a two-week course that they have to attend. Um, I see it's gone online now Um Uh, more often than not, and write an exam at the end in which they need to obtain 75%. And then um, uh, they then apply to us with a uh, a credit check with uh, tax clearance as well as police clearance. And once we are in receipt of all those documents, they are registered as debt counsellors and can act like such. Um, And we we regulate Mm -hmm. them, uh, debt counsellors, by monitoring exercises that we do um, on an annual basis on each of the debt counsellors whereby we uh, look at their practice and, and with a specific focus on various areas and we see if they comply with the Act in everything that they do.
1: So, so basically, um, when we're talking about relevant financial experience for these two years that you're looking at, what kind of experience is that?
0: Um, that is specifically uh, contained within the regulations. Um, if you can give me a second, I can find it for you. Um, Further the criteria, that's in section 10. A person who applies for registration of the death counsellor must meet the following criteria, education, a grade 12 or equivalent, experience and competence, a minimum of two years working experience in any of the following fields, consumer protection, complaints resolution, uh, or consumer advisory, legal or paralegal services, accounting or financial services, educational training, uh, uh, counselling of individuals or general business environment.
1: Okay. So so it sounds to me that the the criteria uh, I don't want to say pretty much anyone can 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 take the course and become a, a debt counselor but um it's quite broad in terms of the number in terms of the kind of people that that can offer the service once as in qualify and go through the, the 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 courses that that you're offering and and become debt counselors.
0: I mean, that is indeed correct mm. um, but kathy the uh, the debt counseling course uh, was redone last year by the NCR to, to move with the times um, and to to be much broader um, as to uh, the debt counselor and the debt counsellor's role within the credit industry mm. so it 's a good course um, there's some good moderators that that give it um, and and you know that goes a long way as to putting you um, you know, within the debt counselling space, and I can, I can tell you also that our monitoring focuses on new debt counsellors very specifically
3: mm-hmm.
0: to see if they understand their role in the industry and if they discharge their obligations towards the consumers.
1: How do they make their money?
0: Um, their money is regulated by the uh, fee guidelines, which can be found on our website. Um, I think it's circular one of 2018, whereby the maximum permissible fees are set out what they can charge consumers, and at what stage. Mm. Um, so it's, I think it's important that consumers know that this is not a free service. Um, in the first and second month, um, the fees of the debt counsellor and any attorney's fees um, is taken off um, and is paid, and credit providers only expect their payments within the third month. Um, the, the fees are not that excessive. Um, you know, we, we are relooking it now on subcommittee level. Um, you know, it's three years later, um, but uh, it cannot exceed, and, and it depends on your affordability, actually. Mm. Um, a, a consumer's affordability per month is the amount of money that that consumer can pay towards credit agreements after all other expenses are taken out, and it cannot exceed that. Um, so if your affordability would be two and a half thousand rand, that would be the debt count for fees. Um, but consumers are, are asked to go onto our website and go and look at these things um, when they do their research on this.
1: So, so, part of the reason why I'm asking these questions is linked to um, this this conversation that you, you mentioned earlier with the term. The extension of the term is concerned, but also interest uh, reduction and the extent to which uh, you know the, the the debt counselors have negotiated some kind of reduction in in interest rates. If somebody extends the term of the agreement, does it mean does it does it provide any material benefit to the debt counselor?
0: Um, no, it would not. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the negotiation process is included in the fee which the consumer pays in the first month there would there would be no material benefit to the to the debt counselor whatsoever it's mm. actually his job but um you know it's important for consumers to to be very active in their debt counseling process just because you 've now as a consumer handed over your um, your debt to um, a debt counsellor does not mean it exonerates you from the responsibility of of taking responsibility for it. There is a proposal that the debt counsellors do um, when they make these uh, negotiated submissions to the banks or the credit providers, Mm. which sets out exactly the term in which it was extended and the reduction in the interest mirrored on the original credit agreement. So the document is very easy to read and and I ask and urge consumers to to let their debt counsellor that they would like to see the proposal that has been forwarded to the credit providers uh, for negotiation. And that would clearly indicate to them the exact date on when the the debt would be repaid on that current agreement
3: Mm -hmm.
0: um, and the interest that was charged um, contractually, originally, and the reduction. Now it's all on that document and the consumer has to insist that they see that because then there would be no surprises like the caller that we've discussed.
1: Kanisa in Cape Town, good morning to you. How are you? Hi, Kanisa.
2: Yes, Kate, how are you?
1: I'm well, thank you. Go for it.
2: Well, I just need to find out quickly. I've been part of the debt counselling process and I've recently paid up everything. I have received my paid-up letters and clearance certificate. So my question would be, how long would it take uh, for the process of, of removing uh, the court order. Secondly, I'm looking into buying uh, a house. So ideally, how long should it then take me for my credit to be up and good and ready to, to apply for a home loan? That would be my question, thank you. Okay. Great, great, great question.
0: Um, I think the, uh, uh, that's the, the, the essence of date counseling, Kathy. When the when clearance certificate is issued, Mm. Um, It immediately expunge any records that you have um, of being under debt counselling or being um, in default of your credit agreements in the past, and and that's the great thing about debt counselling. There's no big rehabilitation period, you know, after you've repaid it. Um, The debt counsellor has to, after everything is paid up, within five days or sorry, in seven days, issue you with a clearance certificate. That is business days. Um, It is then updated on on the the regulator's debt help system as paid up, and the um, credit bearers have 21 days to verify uh, the information and remove or expunge the records um, from uh, your credit record. So you would be completely and immediately eligible to apply for credit. Um, Consumers just have to uh, speak to, to the credit providers, especially with regards to bonds. Um, as to uh, the score that they have um, and if they then qualify for that but debt counseling would not um, be a stumbling block for getting new credit it would just depend on the um, the risk appetite of the credit provider to which you apply
1: all right to me we're going to continue our conversation after the 1113 news headlines and musa is standing by Anne. <laughs> We continue our conversation on debt counselling. Timmy van der Greep, a legal advisor in the Debt Counselling Department of the National Credit Regulator, he's taking some of your questions. You can get in touch with us on 011-714-2006. The WhatsApp line for your voice notes and messages, 614 104 Pearl via in Pretoria, good morning to you.
4: How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm um, well, thank you. Mm. Okay, you're speaking through Paul Via, and I am a, a registered debt counselor. Okay. And uh, what I uh, have to say regarding the process is that um, I've worked in a call center before as a consultant, before being a debt counselor. And the first thing is that when a client or when a consultant speaks to a client, they have to disclose all information, all aspects of the debt review process, mm. because most of the clients five months, six months down the line are confused and they think that they have applied maybe for a consolidation loan or something else. So it's very important that you explain from the beginning that what the process is, what it entails, and also the fees that needs to be paid, because most of the people that most of the issues that we come across is that. Um, creditors or clients are, uh, are complaining, saying that creditors are not being paid, whereas in the first two months, um, the creditors, uh, the first two payments, is usually for the debt counselors and for the attorneys. And creditors are only expected to receive payments in the third month. So it's very important to s- disclose that, and also regarding the issue of a term, is that if, if you are paying a 1,000 rand towards your loan, and then we have now reduced it to... 600 rand. The term will then be extended. It's, it's, but these are things that should be communicated with, mm. the, with, with the client. And also, um, clients also need to be active in the date review process because now at the end of the day, it's still your date, and we have a part to play, and you also have a part, a part to play as well. So most of the, 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 the clients that apply for date review is that six months down the line, they also have an issue of defaulting. And when the defaults and creditors come back and terminate, they blame the gate counselors. Mm-hmm. But I have been paying for so long. Yes, you have applied for a year, but in that year, you have paid for eight months. The other months, you have also not paid. And then when the creditors uh, terminate, that means that you are at risk of your assets being repossessed. I think those are some of the information that needs to be uh, be, be, be spoken mm. before a client can apply. But, you know, you are applying, entering into a contract, and here are the terms and conditions. And also, the client must be aware that they're still responsible for their debt as well uh you can't everything cannot be a debt counselor you know, you still need to make your payments mm-hmm. you still make need to make sure that you know if there's something that you don't understand you communicate it through to the debt counsellor and the debt counsellor's office has a uh maybe a turnaround time regarding each and every uh inquiry or, or issues that you might have.
1: Kovia, let me thank you so much for that call. Really, really informative and and great advice for our listeners. Lana, you're calling us from Limpopo. Good morning to you.
5: Morning, KP. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm um, good, thanks. Um, I have a question for your guest. I'm a former debt counselor myself. Okay. So I do registered voluntarily after two years, and then I'm still helping clients. However, it's with regards to repairing their credit records. Um, so I come across a lot of problems where people have been placed under debt counseling um, without their consent. So most people would inquire with the debt counselor mm-hmm. and send their documents not knowing that actually they are being placed under debt counselling, And the issue is that when complaints are being sent to the NCR, there's no responses or cases are not being resolved in the, in the consumer's um, favour. Mm. So, mm. yeah, uh, complaints are being resolved in um, the debt counsellors' favour and most of them are sc- and sc- uh, running businesses unscrupulously. <laughs> so I just want to find out what the NCR is doing about this.
1: Okay. Uh, Timmy? Um,
0: Cathy, there's been quite a bit of developments uh, recently on that issue. Um, And there was a uh, case during December 2019 uh, whereby uh, the NCR took a uh, debt counsellor to the National Consumer Tribunal. Um, And um, this is one of the issues that were raised. And the Consumer Tribunal at the time ordered where there are no documents... Um, available to show that the consumer has applied for debt counselling, that that consumer has to be removed. So um, the credit regulator then looked at that case as well as some other cases mm. uh, in recent times, and we've updated the withdrawal guidelines, um, which which were published I think two and a half weeks ago, uh, regarding this exact issue. So um there is a process that needs to be followed the consumer needs to um, file a official complaint with the regulator Um, the form can be found on our website uh, whereby all the details are set out as to um, why the consumer claims that he, uh, he or she never applied and then they have a process whereby they investigate if it's found that the consumer or if it cannot be proven that the consumer has actually signed the necessary documents or supplied Mm-hmm. Um, you know various documents they will then be removed from the interview, so they must just follow the complaints procedure um if you're interested in the withdrawal guidelines they're on our website as well, so have a look at that um and that would solve the
1: problem but but the issue of 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 responding and turnaround time that uh, Lana is also raising uh, from the part of the ncr
0: um i think um I don't know the process exactly, um but I think that they have a ninety day turnaround time. Um, to deal with um these type of complaints.
5: Lana? Yes. Um, I'm not agreeing with what Tim is saying. because, mm-hmm. Like I said, I send complaints on behalf of a lot of my clients. You have to send an email and then they don't respond until you call and tell them you sent an email about a month or two months ago, then they will look through it. You give them your email address. They look if it's sent and they will say, yeah, it's sent. So you ask them, why is it that I didn't get a response or so an acknowledgement of receipt? They say, no, um, we are busy investigating. And what I've noticed is within two days they will say they will send it to the administrators they respond but for the sake of responding they don't go into the detail of the complaint that is why most of the cases end up being resolved in favor of the debt counselors because they are not Mm. being investigated properly Mm. they're only responding because you are asking why they haven't been responding so it, it is a problem
1: all right. Thanks for that call, Lana. Timmy, maybe a, f- a final opportunity for you just to uh, to again respond to to what Lana is saying.
0: Um, uh, Kathy, there is a process that needs to be followed. Um, you know, w- there are various issues that you need to look at um, with regards to uh, application, and then you're talking about the forms, you're talking about the signatures, you're talking about the understanding, you're talking about payments. So there's a lot of moving parts. In an investigation of, of that sort, because if you as a consumer claim that you did not apply um, and you are on the system as being applied, um, there are various legal mechanisms that that comes into play to um, either keep you under debt counseling or release you um, and and it 's very important that that process is followed consistently because um, credit providers are, are giving concessions um, on on their actual income. Mm-hmm. And they take it very serious that when someone applies for debt counselling, that they mitigate the losses that they have as much as possible. So it is not it is not a on the whim decision that that needs to be made. You know, did a consumer apply or not? Because it's got far-reaching um, uh, implications. Implications as to their credit um, and how the credit providers would then engage with them in the future. So it is it is a very very delicate um, and a very important. Uh, investigation to be done. So it, it it cannot be done in a day.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I've got a couple of WhatsApp voice note questions uh, for you, Timmy. Uh, let's sure. see. All right. We'll just manage the time well, uh, but I'll play the voice note and maybe you can respond uh, immediately after we've heard it. Hi, Kathy.
5: So with regards to your details being updated after your your debt review is completed, I went through the same process. Everything was updated after I paid up all my accounts. I have all my paid up letters. However, I'm not sure if certain banks still are able to get your your background in terms of of debt review because although my credit score is on you know good uh, at one point it was on excellent I'm still getting rejections um, in terms of my my loan applications uh, trying to infect in home loan application um, so I'm not sure um, if there is a way that you know that information can still be obtained thank you.
0: Um, Kathy, I think I dealt with this answer previously. Um, it's ex- ex- it is completely expunged from your credit record, so um, there is no way that a credit provider can pick that up. However, especially with um, uh, with home loans and and vehicle uh, finance, the banks has got internal policies regarding your credit score and so on and so on. So the rejection would not be made on the basis of debt counselling because uh, they just cannot see. Uh, the record because it's expunged, it, that would be specifically because of um, credit record uh, or, or credit scoring. And the consumer has a right to um, to request reasons why um, such rejection was done. So I, I urge this consumer to write them a letter and say, I have the right to know why I was rejected. Let me know why. And um, I guarantee you it would not be because of debt counseling.
1: All right, Timmy, let's leave it there for today. We've completely run out of time for uh, this conversation. Thanks for your time. Timmy van der Krijp, a legal advisor in the Debt Counseling Department at the National Credit Regulator. certainly hope that that that, uh, conversation has helped answer uh, some of the questions that you have had and uh, certainly given you clarity in terms of the issues that you may have been grappling with.